is um, boundaries. Um, healthy boundaries, what are they? Why do we need them? How do we get them? So all of us need healthy boundaries. It is one of the most essential um, parts of self-care. So in this particular uh, little video here, this broadcast today, we're going to talk about why do we need boundaries? Um, we are going to talk about um, what it is that we are protecting. And we're going to talk about who it is that we are protecting all this stuff from and how we're going to go about actually achieving healthy boundaries. So when we talk about um, having healthy boundaries, um, some of the misconceptions are is that we um, we're talking about being very inward looking and being um, self-absorbed. Uh, I hear the word selfish quite a bit. Uh, I hear things like living in a bubble and cutting yourself off and only being worried about your own life and not having any time or any energy for other people. And that is, is, could not be further from the truth. The reason is that we need boundaries is that we only have so much energy to go around. We literally, and, and so much time, all of us have exactly the same amount of time in the day. We don't have more, some people don't have more than anything else. We wake up with exactly the same amount of minutes and hours as everybody else in the day. And we cannot help anybody else if we are burned out. Now you may have seen um, the, the meme or heard the analogy of uh, sitting on an aircraft and uh, going through the safety checks and uh, the air stewardesses, I'm not sure if you're supposed to call them air stewardesses anymore, but anyway, the uh, very helpful people on the aircraft who are concerned about your safety will say to you, when it comes to um, your little oxygen masks that drop down, they say to you things like, put your oxygen mask on first before you try to help anyone else. And that's exactly the same analogy the same logic behind having good boundaries. You have to be able to breathe before you can help anybody else breathe because otherwise you're no use to anybody. And that's really what we're saying about implementing boundaries. If you're the type of person who wants to be there for other people, who wants to be helpful and wants to be around for family and friends, then you need to look after yourself first because you can't help anybody else unless you do that. The other thing is about boundaries is um, we need to be mindful of the people that we're helping and make sure that we are actually helping instead of enabling. Some of the time, we had some lots of time with particular people, um, we are enabling a particular behavior, we are rescuing, and that's not really helping. Now, that doesn't mean to say that we should allow people to just you know collapse or end up uh, you know in a terrible situation. But sometimes if we are constantly helping people out all the time, that's not help. We're not giving them um, a hand up. We are just enabling the same behaviours to continue. So it's important to identify those people in our lives, first of all, who may be very energy draining, and secondly, that we may actually not really be helping at all. We all have our own lives to lead, and life is short. 
and um, you only have to turn on the news to realise how quickly life can be cut off. And we need to look after our own health. We need to look after our own uh, priorities and we need to look after our own wealth and all of those things in our life that we've been put on earth to lead. Our lives are just as valuable as everybody else's. And though it's really important to serve other people, we need to make sure that we are doing that from a place of well-being and not from a place of scarcity and being burnt out and putting our own lives to detriment. So what are we protecting? Well, if you're on this page, um, you know that we are all about protecting our sobriety. Uh, that's how this particular page started off as Sober Sassy Life. And it was all about uh, living the best sober life that you can. Now, if you're in the early stages of sobriety, then you might be going through some wobbly bits, right? And putting in healthy boundaries will help you protect that wobbly time, that vulnerable time where you're feeling your way into sobriety, where you're trying out different strategies. Because during the early part of sobriety, you may uh, find that it's not good for you to be around certain people, that it's, um, it's too overwhelming to be helping out in a particular way. Uh, and for, for at least the first part of sobriety, in order for it to stick, in order for you to um, be comfortable with it and embrace it, you need to be protecting it. That applies to any lifestyle change. I mean, how often have um, we decided to start eat health and start to eat more healthily or decide to start exercising more to benefit our health uh, only to find that um, that decision is encroached because people are insistent that we have a piece of cake or insistent that we eat biscuits or insistent that we um, go shopping with them or doing something different instead of us taking the time to do our exercise. So any lifestyle change that you are making uh, takes a while for you to get comfortable with it. And uh, if you're making, if you, if this is what you want to do, then we have to put some boundaries in place to protect that. We need to protect our creativity. Being creative is uh, a huge part of everybody's life. It's very beneficial um, to our health. It could be very beneficial to your career. And it's important that we that we put time uh, for us to fill our creative cup. We could be protecting our business or a career. I'm uh, an entrepreneur and it's very important for me to uh, be able to conduct my business during the time that I want to. If you are self-employed, then you will know that hours aren't always nine to five. If you work from home, like I do, then it's very often people feel that because you work from home, you're not really doing anything. So they'll drop in for cups of tea and they will encroach upon your business time. It's important to protect our relationships. So many of us don't spend as much time as we'd like with our partners, with our children, uh, with our parents. So that's important to protect. It's important to protect family time and it's important to protect your me time. And I know that's a little bit of a buzzword but if we don't have me time, then as we, uh, as I was saying a few minutes ago, you're going to find that you are always working from uh, an empty cup, which means that you are never, ever really giving your best for yourself, for your family or for anybody else. 
So okay, so what now we've established what are we protecting? We need to figure out who we're protecting about. Now, friends and family are those uh, people who are nearest and dearest to us. They are also the people who are most likely to ask for and need our help. And they are the people that we obviously want to give our help to. But very often, um, friends and family, if they are used to you always being there for them, tend to expect you to always be there for them. And it's important that we start to, to set boundaries for ourselves, but it's also important that we allow people to go on and be self-sufficient. So if you have that member of the family who's always asking you uh, to rescue them from uh, the same situation over and over again, to continue to rescue them actually is not really very much help. You're just enabling them to continue to be in the same situation. So it is important for you to identify those kind of people in your life. And I know this is difficult because they're people that you care about, but sometimes tough love is more helpful and more valuable than constantly picking people off, off the ground. The other people that tend to drain us are those people who always ask for help, but rarely give it. Those people who are always interested in taking and um, are not always around to give. Now those people should be fairly uh, easy to identify for you. And although I'm not saying that you should cut yourself off from those people, I think it's important to realize that life is a give and a take. And for you um, to expect some balance is not, uh, is not unreasonable and is not unfair. People who are not supportive. Now, if you're making a lifestyle change, if you are uh, quitting drinking, if you're starting a new business, if you're doing anything that's maybe a little bit out of the ordinary or a little bit unusual or maybe out of your comfort zone, there are, there's a period of time where you feel very uncomfortable with it and you feel vulnerable. Um, when I found it in sobriety, I did find that there were a lot of people who were very dismissive. The people who were, um, first of all, didn't really take it seriously. Uh, secondly, didn't expect it to last. Uh, laughed, um, weren't um, helpful, were uh, even annoyed. And those, those people can not be supportive for a variety of reasons. Sometimes when we make a lifestyle change and we are in a group of people, and this is a change from what we've been doing before, it's, uh, it's hard, it's very unsettling for people around us to deal with that. Sometimes the lifestyle change that we have chosen may um, shine a light on changes in their life that they want to make and haven't yet been able to or, or, or don't want to or haven't had the ability to take the steps that you have. And it's very easy for people to feel um, judged. It's very easy for people to feel um, like you are, are making a statement about them rather than about you. But these feelings that the people have around you are their feelings. They are their feelings for them to process and deal with. They are not for you to take on. So if you're finding that you're around people who are not particularly supportive, maybe you need to step back a little bit and allow the dust to settle. 
in many cases what happens is that people get used to the idea now when i was first quitting drinking people were as i say unsettled by it now they're used to the fact that i don't drink and you know it's people that i didn't see in the early days i now do and it's not a big deal so there could be uh, a settling down period People could just be concerned about how the changes that you're making in your life are will affect their relationships. Maybe they're sad. Maybe they don't want things to change. I mean, certainly when um, we started our own business, we found that many people uh, were very dismissive about this because they were concerned about how it would impact uh, our relationship with them, whether we wouldn't have time and that kind of stuff. Lastly, you have the people who are negative all the time. And these people are energy draining. And, you know, maybe we, we all seem to have that one person in our life who is not grateful for what they have and seems to be complaining and he's not content with their lot. And when you try to point out ways to deal with it and to change their life and to make it better, they are the people who disregard all that advice and in a couple of weeks time you're having exactly the same conversation again. People who live mired in their own negativity, in their own rut, I would suggest to you that you need a really big boundary around because that kind of uh, negativity is draining. It, it sucks the joy out of your life and if you are finding that there are people in your life like that then you know, we need to find a way that we can minimise contact or at least arrange it so that it doesn't impact all of those things that you hold most dear. Okay, so how on earth do we maintain our boundaries? Well, uh, I posted a quote uh, the other day from um, Stephen Covey and I don't have it in front of me, but what he was saying was this, for in order for you to say no effectively, you need to have your yes burning inside of you. You need to know what your priorities are. You need to know your why. So your priorities at the moment, if you're watching this, could be you really want to quit drinking. It could be any kind of lifestyle change and improvement. Maybe you're watching this because you've always wanted to write. Uh, maybe you want to start your own business. You need to be clear about what your priorities are because if you're not clear and you're not firm about them and you're not passionate about them, it's really easy to see them eroded by other people and other um, claims on your time. So the first thing uh, you have to do to maintain those boundaries is to be absolutely clear about what it is that you're protecting and, and why it is that you are doing that. So uh, after this video, maybe you could spend uh, a few minutes and actually really defining what it is that you're protecting and why you want to do that. Because once that's clear, it's a lot easier to put up boundaries. That's the first thing. The second thing is a little technique that I call DFR. Now, uh, imagine a scenario where you are sitting down to uh, write chapter six of your brand new novel and you've had it burning away in your head all day long. Or, <clears throat> you know, or maybe 
um, you have a, an evening plans with a herbal tea and you've got Netflix going or maybe a really, really good book because uh, you, you know that wine o'clock comes and it's a little bit of a craving. So you have your strategy all, found, uh, all planned out. Whatever it is that you have planned, the phone rings and somebody wants you to come right over and help them pack up because they are planning to move house. Now, sometimes we are put on the spot and in a position and maybe your reflex is to always say, oh, sure, yeah, okay, I'll do that. Well, and then you kick yourself afterwards. And this is what happened to me a lot, especially when I was drinking. I would find that I people get me a weak moment, I'd say yes. Um, I wouldn't want to say yes. Uh, and then I'd be very resentful about it afterwards. And that would make me stressed. And that would be part of the things that fed into the cycle of my drinking. What I found is as I've learned how to say no, I, my stress levels have decreased significantly. So here's my suggestion for you. First of all, delay. If people ask you for something and you're not really sure what you want or you're not sure how to reply, you don't know really whether you do want to do it or you don't want to do it, is to delay. And I would say, you know what, I can't talk right now uh, or I don't know what my <clears throat> schedule is, so I'm going to have to get back to you. So delay and then think about what it is that you want to do. Whether it is uh, you're going to say, yes, that's fine. Actually, that does fit in with my schedule. Then you can phone back with a resounding yes. And you'd be doing this with good grace. Uh, if it's a, well, yes, but I only really want to have two hours of my time with you, whatever it is I'm helping you with, then it's a yes with, with boundaries. Um, or maybe it's a no. Maybe it's like, not this time. Delay. Secondly, firm. Practice what you're going to say. It'd be, no, um, tonight doesn't work for me. I have other plans. Uh, maybe we can reschedule because Friday works better for me. The other thing that I would say to you is try not to apologize too much because um, I don't want to sound like, you know, famous politicians here and never apologize. But, you know, going, oh, I'm really sorry, I wish I could. Uh, first of all, it's not authentic because you don't wish you could, you're saying no. Uh, and secondly, it puts you in a little bit, bit of a back foot. So if you say no, that doesn't work for me, without any apology, not because you don't need to apologize, um, that puts you on your front foot, puts you forward, and enables you to maintain your power. And keep repeating it because very often people don't hear. It's like, oh, okay, well, are you sure? Because I really, it's like, no, it doesn't work for me. I have something else scheduled. No, it doesn't work for me, I have plans. No, that doesn't work for me. And if you repeat and you're firm, polite and cheerful <clears throat> and unapologetic, then people will get the message. Now, this can make you feel like a complete and utter jerk the first or second or second or third or even 15th time that you do it. But what you will notice is that your level of stress will gradually go down and you will also be much more able to do that. And the thing is, here's, here's the thing, isn't it much better to be helping people and spending time with people when you really want to be there than if you are 
spending time with them and helping them out of a sense of obligation, <coughs> excuse me, and you're feeling resentful and angry about it, because I've done that. And, you know, that's not fun for anybody. It's much better to, when you do want to say yes, and you do have the time, that you go there and you give it your all for people, rather than being there half-heartedly. Another way of um, maintaining your boundaries in a practical sense is cleaning up your social media platform. Um, being more aware of how you use social media, not getting into going down rabbit holes with people in social media, not to airing your dirty laundry, not allowing people to put you in a position in social media. If people always, um, I've had this issue uh, before when I've posted family events and things like that, and people have tried to put me into a, a corner with uh, how they want things to happen and what they want to happen. And um, I've always said, oh no, well that's not for the Facebook, that's for, for you to talk directly to me. And, and if it's got, um, heated or we've got down rabbit holes and I've just deleted and banned and I find if you are finding if you're finding yourself um, on social media experiencing a lot of drama with people um, being involved in these situations where you feel overwhelmed and you feel drained with energy if you are always getting these what I call vague booking messages which are people you who are posting cryptic messages like I feel so terrible there's no one cares about me and doesn't really explain what's going on. And, and really the obvious um, thing that they want to happen is for you to go, oh dear, well, maybe you should, you know, let me know what's going on. They want some attention. Uh, those kind of people, shut them down. You know, there's ways to do that without necessarily unfriending them. Restrict everything that they see that you post and literally keep on scrolling. Because if somebody really needs some help, you know, they can pick up the phone or they can message you directly and ask for it. But they, that is something that I find intensely annoying. Any kind of vague booking is something that you need to, um, to avoid. Also, the best way for, to get people to be respectful of your boundaries is to be respectful of other people's boundaries and sometimes when you're on the other side of it it's like oh okay yeah you're right um so when you are asking people for help uh if you are asking people for time if you are asking people for attention um don't vague book yourself uh ask and take no for an answer um and actually, it's, it is refreshing when people are able to say no to you. Um, but you should take it and be, uh, be happy that people trust you enough uh, and are respectful of you enough to give you a straight answer. Lastly, is protecting your time. And I mentioned this uh, in, um, in the introduction a little bit about what it is that we're protecting. And it is our time. Life is short, days are short. Um, as you get older, they seem to feel shorter and to go, go past quicker. And 
none of us know what's going to happen tomorrow. Today is all today is the only thing that we all ever have for certain right at this time. So it's really important that we use each minute in the way that gives us joy. And for those of you who are still feeling a little bit like, oh man, it makes me feel selfish. If you can be a person who's full of joy because you're doing the right thing, what you want to do with your life, that will be infectious for other people. That will be inspiring for other people. If you are the kind of person who is direct, if people know uh, when they pick up the phone, they ask you for something, that you are genuine about it, you're authentic, then that will be an inspiration for other people. One of the things I've learned through um, being sober is being a people pleaser is one of the worst things that you can be. And although for some people it allows you, know, you to be taken advantage of, um, most people don't really know where they stand with a people pleaser. Because as a people pleaser, you are often saying things that you think will make other people happy instead of speaking from your own authenticity and integrity. I have learned um, during my sober journey that my voice and my authenticity is part of me. And that has meant that I have been um, not people pleasing, but speaking from uh, a, my, my own values and my own integrity, that that has meant saying no, that has meant putting up boundaries, that has meant stepping away from people who um, maybe don't share the values that I have. What I have found is the people in my life now are one, much more respectful of my boundaries, and two are much more respectful of me and our relationships are a lot stronger for it. So I know from um, experience that this is, this is also a change which is very uncomfortable, but this is the way that we grow. In order to, in order to grow, we have to think about it as, um, as, as a small little plant. You put in a seed and for the first part, of uh, your growth, you know, you need some nurturing until you've actually got the power to grow on your own outside of the greenhouse without any protection. So this is going to take a little bit of time. So I would like you to, um, to practice your delay tactics. I'd like you to uh, practice being non-apologetic. I would like you to practice cleaning up your social media and avoiding drama. And I feel that you will uh, see the benefit. You'll be able to protect your sobriety more. You'll be able to protect your priorities more. Make sure you know what they are. And this will be uh, become an essential part of your self-care. So thanks so much uh, for listening to this event. I will be back next week with a new event. And what we will be talking about next week is... Um, the power of routines. Now, routines sounds really dull and boring, but uh, routines will, in a strange way, help you be way more spontaneous. So if you'd like to join me next week at the same time, 10 o'clock PST on this page, 
I look forward to seeing you then. So thanks very much for joining me. Bye for now. See you later.